0: Hello? Hello?
1: So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't
0: make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That Episode. I'm Trev.
1: And I'm Victoria.
0: We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today, we're talking about Season 7, Episode 20 of Gilmore Girls, titled Lorelei, Lorelei, which aired on May 1st, 2007. I fucking love this episode. And This like,
1: episode was amazing.
0: I mostly love this episode. Like when we like talking last week about the one you picked, how you mostly like it for the Emily and Richard scenes and the dog and everything like that. Yeah. I this episode is like totally fine. I think there's a lot of good stuff in it. The what really takes it into like my favorite favorites is Luke and Lorelai. Ah. Like just that. So the, good. And the throughout the whole episode, there's a lot of Luke and Lorelai stuff, and obviously mm. we're gonna we'll talk about. um the ending, but it's that last like fifteen minutes. Like the karaoke scene on is just it's exact it's everything. It's perfect. But before we get into all the Gilmore girls of it all, we have some a couple hot topics things to talk about.
1: The first one I wanna talk about really badly is that Bernie and I finally started watching a League of Their Own, which I know, Thank I know God. it took us way too fucking long. Nobody come for us. Um all
0: right, uh, this is a safe space. Right. For not watching things. Right, I know, I know. <laughs> and then nobody
1: come for us in the comments or on Twitter.
0: Um, yes, please.
1: I'm just happy to be watching it. I'm just happy to be here, happy to be invited. Um <sighs> I, I love that it's not one of those queer baby shows that makes you wait like eighty eight years to see the oh, two gay characters because it's baby, like it's we are fucking gay. on episode one. We are gay, loud and proud. We are it's queer, we are top here. To bottom.
0: Truly. Like, it's it's crazy gay.
1: This is one of the gayest shows I've ever watched. And that's coming from someone who's one of my top favorite shows is The L Word. This is a very, very gay show. Like, episode one is hot and
0: heavy. It's so sexy. It's
1: so good. It's so... It's
0: so sexy and, it's so, and hot. Yeah, and, like, funny, so intimate.
1: Like, warm... I know so, I'm familiar. Uh, like I feel yeah. like I'm in the world.
0: I. I watched it. So Tony and I watched it like when it came out in a sitting. Oh my god. And it blew us away. Yeah. I just I love it so much. It's so much fun, and sad, and oh. It needs
1: to get renewed for fuck's sake. I can't believe they haven't it yet. It, I really can't. Like it's giving it's, me palpitations. It's, it's and it's, it's a little. I just
0: don't know how they haven't renewed it yet. I genuinely and like I know a lot of shows like are in these wishy washy periods. Streaming is weird. Everything is getting canceled. Like nothing is getting renewed. Especially a lot of queer stuff and like specifically like lesbian centered stuff is getting not canceled and like all this shit. Yep. But it's like, I can't, like... and Believe me, I don't know anything about budgets of TV shows and all of this type of shit. It's not like they have really large, like, intricate sets. Right. You know, it's not like it's this big sci-fi story or whatever, or, like, Game of Thrones level shit. It's, like, for the most part, pretty self-contained stuff. Exactly. It's really intimate in its settings and things like that. I i can't imagine i can't imagine it's a budget thing at this point
1: the creator of the show will graham and a bunch of fans on twitter have been tweeting nonstop about renewing it yeah. um
0: which and fucking what's her name is one of the create abby jacobson yeah is also a like co-writer and creator too yeah yeah It's so cool, and she's so good in it.
1: Oh, she's everything. I love her so much.
0: I will say, okay, my opinions. Okay. Just, like, general opinions, because Victoria hasn't finished it at this point. I'm about three episodes short of finish. So, we're going to avoid spoilers and things like that. Okay. Abby is, like, for me, the weakest part, acting-wise. Okay. And that's one of the biggest, like, critiques I saw of it when it first came out. But you know who fucking steals the show for me? Who? Kate Berlant. Really? She is... Yes. I don't know what... Like, she... Every time she's on screen, it works for me. She's so fucking funny. I think it's also because, like, I listen to her podcast. Is definitely a factor. at.
1: Bernie and I find ourselves annoyed by her character and not in a funny way. We're just like, oh my god, the roommate is so annoying.
0: See, I love her. I think you need her to really appreciate everyone. She's like a necessary evil, almost.
1: I, you know who I love? Who? Roberta Kalindrez.
0: Okay, do you want to know something really funny that I found out literally yesterday? Fun Home. Fun Home? I knew that. Do you know who Roberta Kalindrez was dating up until recently? Uh, no. Kate Berlant. What the hell? Yeah. Wow. They were in a relationship up until like semi recently. I was talking to my neighbor Amelia. Uh shout out, I think they listen. We were talking about it and they were like, Oh, them and their friend think that they broke up and I was like, They were dating? I had no idea. And I guess on our episode of Poog recently, which is Kate Berland's podcast, she was talking about how she's been like lonely and like spent New Year's alone and like they were like dating, dating.
1: Ooh.
0: It's like crazy but i yeah roberta Kalindrez is a fucking star also Kelly mccormick i
1: love well I, I need to talk about fun home a little yes, please, bit please. i loved i loved roberta in in fun home and i saw roberta in Did you
0: really? I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and i have um i have her autograph in my copy of fun home. That's so like fucking Like the cool. um yeah, i have it in in my copy of fun home the graphic memoir, not the like Playbill. playbook or anything. Well, I also have it on the Playbill,
0: but... Yeah, but I need to read... I've never read Fun Home.
1: Oh, it's so good. I actually love the second book um, in that sort of... I consider it like a... Duology. I don't, yeah, I don't consider it like a series because there's only like two really that are kind yeah. of related works. I guess you could call them. It's called Are You My Mother, and it's an okay. exploration more of her relationship with her mother. Where it's Fun Ooh. Home is all about her dad, and like of course Fun Home is fucking Fun Home. It's yeah,
0: it's phenomenal. It's
1: phenomenal, but Are You My Mother is I think the more deep work. Uh, maybe I I I'll try and
0: pick a see if the local bookstore has them.
1: Yeah, take a look. If not, they'll probably definitely be at your library.
0: Yeah, true. I oh. think
1: everyone should read both, but I have to say, I started with Fun Home, and then I saw it on Broadway. Literally, like a couple of days after I read it in one sitting, um, was obsessed with it and found out when I went to the stage door, got everyone's autographs, took a picture with Roberta, and somebody was like, "You guys kind of look alike," and we both you do
0: kind of look alike.
1: We were laughing about that. Like That's I literally really cool. met her and took a picture with her. We laughed about it. She signed my book, and then. I found out from a, from somebody else. Oh, you missed Allison Bechtel. She was at the show last night. I went to the show like the day after her. Oh. Anyway, that's my claim crazy. To fame. My claim to fame.
0: I I love Fun Home.
1: Yeah, me too. I never
0: put two and two together that that was her.
1: I I literally miss my New York era so much. I miss just going to shows. I like would... oh, just a casual night on Broadway.
0: I've been in such a like, high school Trevor mode lately where I'm just, like, fantasy, constantly fantasizing about living in New York.
1: I know, right? Like, what the hell is that? I and feel I feel like, like like,
0: regressing a little bit. I know I... I don't think I could do it.
1: I think I could, but I would suffer. <laughs> like, there would definitely be payoffs. Like, oh my god, I'm yeah. going to see this amazing Broadway show. I'm going to this amazing event or this art gallery opening or, like, canoodling with celebrities or... People like that, but then I would be like, "No backyard," and yeah, like I have to take the subway everywhere.
0: Yeah, like I, I think a lot. I think I also miss a lot living really close to New York. Yeah, because when I lived in Philly, I went all the time. Like I would just pop up on the train or the bus or something like that. It'd be so easy, right? And I, I yeah, I'm having this like weird like fantasies about living in new york which i just don't think is plausible for me at this point
1: definitely not right life. now yeah definitely not for me right now but i'm
0: always texting tony i'm like what if we just moved to new york what if we moved to new york right move to new york
1: and the way we think it's like just that easy i mean in and a way tony's it kind like, of is
0: tony's like no like we're not <laughs> doing that and i'm like but what if we did like i don't know it'd be kind of crazy
1: come on tony
0: yeah like stop being a pussy <laughs> like what literally then last week i was like let's just move to seattle period i was like "Fuck!" i just i was like because i've been thinking a lot this is not related to anything we're talking about but whatever i (laughs) was like because i was thinking like oh i've lived in portland for like three years now like how much longer do i want to be here i'm thinking I'm, i'm capping it at five okay So I think I have two more years here, like two more solid years.
1: That's a good number.
0: Yeah, right? I feel like it's a good goal to set. Like, you know, I lived somewhere. I chose to live there for five years. I did it. I made a life for myself there. And then I'm going to need, I need something new after that. Right. But I think I want to go out west.
1: Honestly, anytime you want to come visit to try it out, let me know. You can stay at our house.
0: I would honestly, I, I need to visit anyway.
1: Yeah, you need to visit anyway. But also the added bonus of we will show you the sites I will yeah. take you to my favorite gay bar in Seattle, <laughs> which is called Pony. And Great name! It, oh, you have no motherfucking idea. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna text you some pictures after this.
0: Oh, please do. But oh yeah, I God. think I'm just like I'm in this spot where I'm young enough where I wanna I don't haven't decided yet where I wanna settle down, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But I I need to start trying it. So I like, think so. Tony and I are going to Chicago for a couple days in May. Ooh, which will be fun. One of my best friends, Ben, lives there, so we're gonna see him, and we're gonna go to a concert and like see some art and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm starting to plan and like get it in my head of like, okay, in two years, I need to go somewhere new.
1: Okay, I love that plan for you. I'm really excited. But
0: completely fucking unrelated. I'm. I watched. I lived in New York, so I could see all these plays.
1: Yeah. Anyway, New York this weekend. I know. And are you so excited?
0: Yes, we're so excited. We're seeing Chicago. Mhm. With Jinx Monsoon, which sound it's like I've only seen amazing things. And then on Sunday, we're going down to Jersey cuz we're going to see uh, Hercules at the Paper Mill Playhouse.
1: Oh. Like Broadway. Oh my
0: god. Like version of the show. So, we're very excited. Oh my god, that's sounds And it's for Tony's amazing. birthday, so that'll be really fun.
1: Mm, cute. But,
0: ah, oh my I hope god. we all have a great time. Well, fuck all of that? What? You haven't noticed, listener. <laughs> there, the podcast might look a little different.
1: Oh yeah, we need to talk about that. Oh
0: my god, how did we forget? We totally glossed over it. We talked for like ten minutes about it before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> but we got new podcast art.
1: Do y'all love it? Because I'm obsessed I love with it. it. I can't talking, stop. We've
0: been so obsessed.
1: We're like gabbing about it. Like we talk <laughs> about it every day.
0: <laughs> I literally could not stop talking about it all day so we just got all the official like final drafts and like all that stuff earlier today or like maybe late yesterday from the wonderful Aishen, who is my one of my best friends in the whole world at this point and a phenomenal phenomenal illustrator and printmaker and artist in general and just like the light of my life
1: we she are did such so a lovely grateful. job
0: and she, she did an amazing job We can't thank her enough. We We love her. She deserves
1: a million shout outs. A million,
0: million shout outs. We just are obsessed with her. We're going to link her Instagram and her website uh, in the, in the notes and in the description and all that. And please go give her a follow. If you don't already buy her shit, like she has made some of my favorite shirts that I own. She makes this amazing share shirt, Bruce Springsteen, ABBA, these beautiful zines and prints and all this stuff and she has a patreon all that like give her her due she's so talented so incredible one of the nicest people i know and just like she really fucking crushed it
1: she deserves all of the fanfare all of yes. the attention and all of your money so go but buy truly stuff.
0: please go buy a zine go buy a print buy a shirt she is a fucking icon. And we cannot thank her enough. We're so she captured our essence. So she totally did. We look so cute. Yeah,
1: we do. (laughs) Like oh, oh my god, obsessed, obsessed with it. But okay, okay. But moving on into some other topics, we can talk about the SAG Awards. Yes. Some standout moments. We have obviously Abbott and Michelle keep winning, keep
0: sweeping. I am. So we're two weeks away from the Oscars.
1: Two weeks away from the Oscars. I will say I was shocked when Jamie Lee won over Angela,
0: but... I am I am too, but at the same time, I'm not.
1: I'm not. And you know what? I did not like seeing all the Jamie Lee hate on my timeline. Like, that no. felt a little icky. Um, it feels
0: icky because it's like, Jamie Lee Curtis is so self-aware in a way that a lot of celebrities, especially of her caliber, aren't. Right. She, like... She didn't expect all these nominations.
1: I have to be honest. I think she deserves at least one win. It makes sense I to me so that so it was too. this one. I didn't think she was going to get the Golden Globe.
0: I didn't think so. I think her winning a SAG makes a lot of sense if you think about who's voting for it. Right. It's her It's her direct community. People who... She, like. And that's not to say anyone else ha- doesn't have the same connections. But it's like... Jamie Lee Curtis, for so much of her career, especially in the past like 10 years, has been such a champion for like the acting community. Right. And so outwardly vocal for that community.
1: Exactly. I mean,
0: like she's been working since the late 70s.
1: I mean, she talked about that little bit in her I am an actor speech. And she even, yeah, she even talked about the fact that she's aware she's a Nepo baby. It's like, yes. I just, okay. I'm just like not here for any jamie lee curtis hate at this point like if you no, just don't so like her that's un- one thing but to be like oh she doesn't deserve the award you are dead crazy. wrong.
0: crazy it's also like, like look, you're crazy the, the concept of a legacy award has existed since the since we've given awards she right. this award is for she fought, she gave this outstanding performance in that movie she is like right. one of the breakout parts of that movie right i don't care what anyone says like people who are diminishing it by saying it's like not serious compared to the other it's like first off that whole movie is crazy Stephanie Hsu is giving just as crazy of a performance. Exactly. And Angela Bassett is, like, an icon. And if she would have won that, she would have also been getting a legacy award. When Angela Bassett wins the Oscar, it's a legacy award. Yeah, she's probably amazing in Black Panther, but, like, this is a career Oscar.
1: They both deserve all of the accolades and awards that they're getting, and they both deserve all the nominations that they're getting. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. They're nominated Absolutely. for a reason. Okay. Sometimes people win. We weren't expecting them to. I, for this moment, I agree with Jamie Lee winning.
0: I think so I too. I love Angela so th- much with all think my heart. The voting branch. It's these, all these people have worked with her. She's worked with almost every single person in that room probably. Right. And she has a good reputation. Right. She's lovely. She's so outgoing. She's so like, I think I'm, I was not surprised and I'm so happy for her. That she's finally this late in her career getting the respect. She's getting this almost the same type of renaissance, because like, Jamie Lee Curtis's career is not like storied with these uh, like dramatic roles. She's a lot not of
1: the time. Meryl Streep, and she fucking she's knows not. that. And she, she knows that
0: she started out in horror and comedies, and like, she never got the chance to be a dramatic actress in the same way so many of her peers did. Yeah. So I think she's finally getting this kind of recognition. And, like, yeah, she gives a dramatic, uh, a comedic performance in this movie, but, like, it's nice to see a comedic por- performance actually win something. I agree. Because we just, like, it's constantly relegated to, like, s- second-tier performances when that's just not the case. Oh, my God. It it's it's like,
1: like Yeah. I
0: totally about, like, agree. Meg, think the- about how Meg Ryan has, was not nominated for, like, When Harry Metality. Stop,
1: stop, stop, because it makes me th- flames on like- the side of my face. <laughs>
0: Meg Ryan wasn't nominated for When Harry Met Sally, uh, what was it? Sleepless, Sleepless in, in, Seattle, in Seattle, You've, you've got, got Mail. mail. She like, was not taken seriously. as a, She no. was America's sweetheart, but she wasn't taken seriously.
1: It pisses me off to no end. And like,
0: Jamie Lee Curtis is being taken seriously for giving a really amazing comedic performance in a really amazing movie. And she deserves it, period. She deserves it. Period. And if Angela Bassett had won, she would have deserved it. Yeah. Any of them should have... Like, I don't even know who else... Like, the three that I know are Angela, Stephanie Hsu, and Jamie Lee Curtis. I can't think of the other nominees. I wasn't really paying attention like that.
1: Anyway, though. Anyway. Anyway, though, so she won... Pay your
0: fucking respects to Jamie Lee Curtis. Pay your fucking...
1: Pay your fucking respects, and this is a Jamie Lee Stan podcast.
0: Until the day we die.
1: Until we until the day we fucking die. I honestly can't believe that I don't have a tattoo of her face on my body. I
0: And like one of the most outspoken trans allies we have in Hollywood.
1: She's amazing. She's everything an icon. she does is Pay
0: your respects. Pay your respects. None of this bullshit.
1: None of this fucking bullshit. Hate on the timeline will get you blocked. I don't care if you're verified, unverified, two a followers, friend, a, a none of that. ten billion followers, you're getting blocked. Absolutely. Next up, oh, I forgot to say the whole reason I brought her up. She kissed Michelle on the lips, and it yes. was kind of like a steamy, lingering sort of kiss. It was, cute. it was hot. It was cute. It was hot. It stunned us. We were speechless. Bernie and I, I were like,
0: yeah, we I were was gagged. Yeah, I was gagged
1: and then bernie was like did you see that and i was like um no i was in the middle of tweeting something what happened she goes oh my god you missed it so we had to rewatch it i was like oh thank god somebody quickly posted it on the timeline and that's I how it i on saw Twitter. it because
0: you retweeted it yeah
1: I, I mean i literally was in the middle of tweeting something so stupid
0: <laughs> i also i did love your tweet of um oh my god i forget her name lisa it's not no not lisa
1: Oh wait. Who did um, I tweet about
0: last night? <laughs> it's fucking I'm looking now. I have
1: to admit I just fire these tweets off. Some of them get Some it's of them It's Ava. Oh, Janelle James.
0: Janelle James and the tweet you made of Quinta and Janelle James. This isn't one of those kiss cams, is it?
1: That's a direct quote. That's their cold open. Was it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't watch. I was watching through Twitter because I was not doing anything.
1: Oh my god, no, that, that, I wish I was that funny, but no, that's literally something. I thought
0: you, I was giving you credit, baby.
1: Oh my god, no, I mean, I appreciate it, but no, it's credit (laughs) deserves, uh, they deserve all the credit for that. That's so fucking
0: funny. I take it, never mind, I take it all back.
1: Oh my god, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, Quinta and Janelle's skit was super funny, I'm obsessed with them. They pretend to be looking at a menu, and then... The camera guy comes over and Janelle's like, oh, sorry, I need like two more minutes. I haven't looked at the menu yet. And Quinta's like, "Um, that's not that's not a waiter. That's the cameraman. We have to say our I am an actor speech. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, "Um, we were supposed to write something. She's like, you didn't tell me. And she's like, well, I definitely put it in my calendar to tell you. And she's like, anyway, I have recurring dream ever since I started in this business that I would be in a room and have to give a speech in front of everyone in Hollywood and have nothing prepared. And thanks to my friend Quinta, it came true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, okay. And then we also have to talk about Lisa and uh, Walter uh. bringing Elaine Hendricks from The Parent Trap.
0: They both looked. As
1: her date. Oh, her
0: dad! So Good.
1: Okay, and I need to say a fact about Lisa Ann Walters' dress that I've been holding in. Um, she bought that dress six years ago at a boutique when she was taking care of her mom and she was out of work. And she literally said to herself when she bought the dress, I'm buying this dress and I'm going to only wear it if I ever get to go to the SAG Awards. And she finally got to go.
0: That not only so that, fucking cute.
1: Not only that, she did get to go to the SAG Awards. She also won. As she okay.
0: Should, as she fucking should.
1: So that dress is a manifestation dress. I don't care it, what anybody uh, says. She looks so fucking amazing in that dress. I
0: literally was like staring at it, and I was like, I'm "She just looks stunning." I, uh,
1: she literally looked like a man-eating, like viper widow so whose husband's mysteriously died. Hot. Like, obsessed. Uh, uh. Okay, could talk about it for hours. Wait, Last
0: breaking news. What? I think, I don't, okay. Take this with a grain of salt. Uh-oh. I am going to send you a tweet. Uh-oh. That I just saw. You're scaring me. And it is diabolical. You're scaring me. It is me. di-a-fucking-bolical. <laughs> I just sent, I texted it to you.
1: Everyone, I'm sorry. Please taking... react
0: live on, on, on mic.
1: Okay, 27 minutes in and I'm literally about to... Live react to a tweet. Um, I still have not received it.
0: Okay, it should be. It sh- It says delivered. So we'll. Or it's, it's getting delivered. Relax. It's okay. getting there. Okay. It's like, it's so abhorrent that it's taking us. Okay, it's a.
1: Oh my God. A new look at Sebastian in the upcoming The Little Mermaid. Um, what
0: the fuck is that? Is that not the most fuck? That can't be real. What the feck is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> no. That is this can't real? Be real? Who it tweeted can't this? Be real. Who tweeted this? I don't know. It's
1: like The Hollywood handle. Let me look. <sighs> this is a verified account because it's subscribed to Twitter Blue. Oh, honey.
0: That doesn't mean anything. They're all like that now. Wait, I need to look. I Okay this is crazy
1: that is the ugliest scariest thing I've ever seen is that real I hope
0: not um uh, well okay uh, there's a reason it might be real
1: somebody in the replies says we will be seated to support this movie um uh, <laughs> who's <okay>. we? <laughs> I think
0: it's real because there's a target exclusive little mermaid book like that's coming out that has... Halle as Ariel, like the new version. And that's what Sebastian looks like on the cover. It's and literally it's like, reminding a, me of Mr. Krabs. No, literally. And there's a link to like the official Target website with that art. Oh, geez. That is. Oh, it's on like an official fucking Little Mermaid puzzle. It's horrifying.
1: It's horrifying. Holy shit. My little cousins are going to get scared and have a fucking nightmare that's if they go to this scary.
0: movie.
1: I hate it. I really oh hate it.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. Enough of that. I just needed to get your reaction because I okay. was like, this I'm going to have a nightmare
1: crazy. tonight. Okay. Moving on. The last hot topic we have is... Half an hour in. A fucking half an hour in. Um, Courtney Cox finally got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And we are so happy for her and so proud of her. Oh. Our Gail Weathers, our Monica Geller, our everything. She is the mother I never had. She is the sister I would always want. She is the friend everybody deserves.
0: I'm so excited uh, for the new Scream movie.
1: I'm boycotting it. Why? Because Sydney's not in it.
0: Yeah, but Courtney Cox is.
1: I know, but I'm sorry. I just can't.
0: That's fine. I'll see it.
1: (laughs) I know. Let me know how it is.
0: I will. I think I'm going to like it. I like the last one. I like the last one, too so i'm excited to see and it's in new york like i like when horror movies are crazy yeah like it's kooky why are they in new york it doesn't make no sense but i'm happy i can't wait to watch it
1: i can't wait to hear your review
0: yeah but jennifer aniston and lisa kudrow <coughs> giving like the little speech at the hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. was like very cute
1: melted my heart i just love them i love them so damn much
0: This is a Friends Stan podcast. It
1: really is. And fuck the haters. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm
0: sorry. I don't give a fuck. Y'all are
1: boring. Can I just say one thing? Friends haters are fucking boring. Same thing goes for Seinfeld haters. Listen, just admit that you didn't grow up. Just admit that you didn't grow up watching these amazing shows with your family. And Roseanne, too, by the way, if you're a Roseanne hater, just get off of our podcast. But, like... Baby. You did not grow up entrenched in media and pop culture the way some of us did if you didn't grow up watching these shows and are an adult stan of these shows to this day. You didn't experience it the way you were meant to experience it with your family screaming and hollering at you that the show is about to start or get your ass downstairs yeah, or, watching, or like, like,
0: I'm so nostalgic. Eating, for dinner, eating when, dinner
1: in front of it on the chip dinner, uh, place. Like, okay.
0: When my parents visited for Christmas and I had my surgery on um, Surprise. We literally watch Friends for four days straight.
1: Right? Like, we just
0: put it on HBO and just let it run.
1: There's nothing else to do. That is, everybody. That is a comfort show. That is just, I, I, I can't, I can't explain it anymore. I just can't. I'm sick and tired of fucking explaining this to you people.
0: Either <laughs> the girls that get it,
1: we're moving on. The girls on. that get
0: it, get it. Yeah. If you don't get it, you're ugly.
1: Yeah. Period. All right. Moving on. Let's kick off this episode now. Let's start talking about the actual freaking episode. Let's talk about Gilmore
0: Girls, another yeah. fucking iconic piece of media.
1: Perfect in every way, shape, I... and form. And this episode proves it.
0: So, have you ever had a nightmare about school? Yes. Really, I haven't.
1: I really have. I actually have.
0: That makes sense for you, though.
1: I write all of my nightmares down, and I write all really? of my dreams down if I can. If I remember them when I wake up, I literally write them down.
0: Wow. I don't ever remember my dreams. Never. No. Wow. Yeah. I like shocking. very there are very few dreams in my life that I remember.
1: I don't know why. That's shocking. I I literally love logging all of my dreams. I write down yeah. the date, I write down everything I can possibly remember. I <laughs> I just read a really funny one on my notes app. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text I'll text you a screenshot. Okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I like I like that this I like this dream sequence. In the beginning of Rory kind of just, like, freaking out.
1: I love it because, and this is a note that I have. It's not just me going off the cuff. <laughs> I love, like, the element of the uncanny that usually appears in the dream. In, yeah. like, the dreams that they show on this on the show. Like, I feel like for a lot of Gilmore Girls, the tone is always the same. It always yes. has the same vibe. Each ep- Every episode of Gilmore Girls has the same warmth to it the same cadence like the same fast talk like I there's not really a specific episode I can think of where the, where I'm like oh that was an off episode for them like nothing comes yeah. to mind but the element of the uncanny like the weirdness of the dreams and like the slowed down almost vibe that they have like there's a few different ones that come to mind there's one dream that Lorelai has about Paul Anka the dog and Paul Anka the human that he's named after and they keep switching yes. back and forth and then there's this dream of Rory at Chilton where she gets kicked out of the school, and then she goes home, and then Lorelai is like, "Bye, I'm going to a break from you. Yeah, and then Paris and Doyle are living at their house, and it's like they have the future that Rory wanted for herself, almost. Yeah. And then the other dream that comes to mind is the dream that Lorelai has after she has that fight fight with Luke, and they break up, and he turns into a bow on the couch. Do you remember that one?
0: Vaguely. That's kind
1: of an obscure one. But they're all dream related, but it's like almost like Twilight Zone.
0: This one feels like like it could exist. Yeah. This one is just just weird enough where you're like, oh, obviously this is a dream or something weird. Like. Right. But it's also like it's still kind of grounded in reality. Obviously, she's not going back to high school. Right. But there's it's not like anyone has like tentacles
1: Right. And it's like we see we we can tell what's different. She has her season 7 Rory hair. We know that she's not back at Chilton and this isn't a flashback.
0: This hair looks like a fucking wig.
1: It it looks like a wig and it's so <laughs> bad. And like since I just when got does your Ro- text. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> relatable. Right? At fucking 8:23 in the morning I woke up <laughs> out of a cold dead sleep and that's a wrote good that. Dream. Yep, it's a very good dream. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: Okay. Um but like since when does Rory have curly hair? So that's the part that yeah. makes me even more suspicious of her season 7 hair. It's like she's had Wiggy. pin straight hair forever and now she you're trying to tell us she has curls. She has Wiggy. waves. It's a wig.
0: I'm sorry. But yeah, I like this little dream.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I I I also don't really have. I mean, I think I've had like maybe a couple <clears throat> nightmares in my whole life.
1: This is not. I I wrote the way Rory's nightmare was like my most normal wild. <laughs> dream. It's like literally the most normal dreams that I could ever have. Like,
0: yeah, it's still. This it's is still, not
1: a nightmare by any stretch of the word.
0: Hot take. It's because she's fucking boring. She is the most boring person alive. She's the most milk toast boring person. And I, I I, don't feel bad for her in this episode.
1: Me either. It's she needed to nice get to to knocked down a get peg. Humbled. Yep.
0: Yeah, yep. Exactly. We are
1: on the complete and utter same page.
0: And, and Lorelai says more or less the same thing later on in the episode, where she's like, you've had a really easy go of it. A, it's a about time things good, got hard, bitch. It's going to build character.
1: Right. I completely agree with it. And I literally wrote... Shortly before Rory has the realization that she was way too cocky and shot down the lady
0: from the Providence, like Star Press or something. Yeah, whatever the shit.
1: Um, I literally wrote, like, she's so cocky that she thought she was going to get the New York Times thing. And then she finally realized, like, okay, this is the real world. I'm not not a small. She's like, She's like still navigating the world with like the big fish in the small pond mentality. And it's like the world is not like that in the slightest. You might be a big star in your hometown, but out there in the real world, you're nobody.
0: I think it's also a, a huge factor into this and like why she's not getting these jobs, why she's not like finding her footing in the same way that all her friends and like cohort is, is that it's like, yes, on paper, she's phenomenal. She's so smart. She's like obviously very good at what she does. There's no way around that. Not discrediting that. Um, she's just like she has no personality. Yeah. Like she's just boring and like doesn't have a perspective.
1: I just so think it's like, yeah, of course I mean, it's
0: not working out for you. You don't have anything interesting to say. Her,
1: where she's situated in the world is just not an interesting point of view in my mind.
0: Yeah. Like she's just not giving. I
1: would rather read something written by Paris than I would by Rory. One hundred percent. And I don't even know why I'm saying that because honestly, Paris's upbringing is probably not that different from Rory's. In fact, she's probably more privileged than Rory. Yeah. Basically, grew up with like rich grandparents and a single mom who refused her grand gran- grandparents' help. But like for some reason, I find Paris more interesting because at least she's opinionated and at least she has a personality. Yes, there's
0: a perspective there at yes. the end of the day that Rory just lacks. So I don't really feel bad for her throughout this whole episode, where it's just like, things not working out.
1: Right. Um, but,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: I, don't know. I agree. No, I agree. Um, so anyway, Rory wakes up from her dream, and we move on to Emily and Richard and Friday night dinner.
0: <laughs> Richard looks fucking hot.
1: You say this every single time,
0: and I've never been wrong. Okay. I the silver it looks great.
1: The silver hair.
0: Yeah, she looks Emily looks hot too. Everyone in the scene I mean except for her, looks hot.
1: I love later season Gilmore girls.
0: <laughs> Me too. Everyone's just like feeling it.
1: Yeah, they look amazing.
0: Like Lorelai looks stunning. Oh my god, she always does though. So. Um they buy her they buy an apartment in,
1: in New, New York. York. For Rory, And then they're like, so that way when you're working in the city, you just have somewhere to stay for free and you don't have to worry about that little known hassle called rent in New York. Ugh. And she's like, oh, but that's nice of you, but I'm actually not so sure about living in New York. And they're like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I just I didn't get the New York Times Fellowship internship.
0: I and- just like, don't understand why she wouldn't apply to another paper in New York. like there's so many opportunities in 2007 pre-internet media right like you could find a job there
1: i guess i guess she was just feeling kind of elitist in a way yeah or like obviously we see she was trying to hold out hope for the best media institutions what she considers the best media institutions to be and one of those in her list is the New York Times. So, of course she shoots down the smaller newspaper that offers her a job right out of college because she's like I'm cool enough to get a job at the New York Times.
0: Yeah, at 22. Yeah, it's
1: it just And I'm listen, I'm not one of those people who's like a constant like pessimist and like never believe in your dreams. You're nobody, no, of you're worthless. You but in this instance, I just don't think Rory was being very realistic. She didn't even have, like, a backup plan and then only fell Which back on her first job offer when she realized how hard it was going to be for her to find a job in her field. Like, she didn't actually reach out to the lady from the newspaper. Like, she shouldn't have burned that bridge. That's that's yes, what I'm trying to say. 100%. She burned the bridge because she got way too cocky. And I'm not saying it's a bad idea to follow your dreams. I'm saying you should have a backup plan. And she
0: didn't have one. She should, she should have had a backup plan, no doubt. And it's just, like... Yeah, it's really unfortunate for her that she is kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of screwed herself over in in the long run here by not having a backup plan and not being prepared. But, I mean, she's, she's fine. At the end of the day, she's not going to be broke and, like, living on the streets. Like, she's going to be fine. Right. I wish I had a rich family.
1: I kind of do, too, but then I also wonder, like, I feel like it would be boring in a way like I kind of love I kind of romanticize my childhood of like I do too going to inner city public schools having to like struggle a little bit
0: (laughs) I think it really it like fucking builds character it really does and that's why you like you I would not trade
1: my childhood for the world I'm just gonna say it like that it wasn't perfect I had a lot of different challenges everybody has a different set of challenges I kind of love my childhood
0: yeah, I think looking back on mine, I don't think I would change mine, or I wouldn't change it a ton.
1: I wish we could be rich now, though. I would love oh, that for I both would of us.
0: Love to be rich now. We were like built to be rich. I think so. What is it? Um, champagne taste.
1: But yeah, I don't know the rest of Broke that. Broke
0: bitch. Money. Cheese it money. Yeah, <laughs> cheese it ass money. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This whole scene is like fine. In this, episode. I like I like seeing them all interact.
1: Me too, but it's just kind of like nowhere, going nowhere. It goes nowhere, because yeah. it's
0: not like she does have a job in the in New York where she has to kind of work now around Richard and Emily in the future and everything like that and continue this relationship. It just kind of puts an end to this.
1: Yeah, and I think it also is meant to sort of highlight how much they believe in her, because they're, like, shocked to find out that she doesn't yeah. get it. And, and it just goes they, to show, like, they're part of the reason. I think they're kind of enablers in that sense. They're part of the reason why she was so cocky because they've always built her up to be like, "Oh, our granddaughter is a star. Oh, how dare you, Mitchum Huntsberger, not and believe in Rory." And it's in a different in
0: way. It's interesting that you bring that up because I think it's really different than how Lorelai builds like, her up. supports, supports her, and, like bolsters her. Yeah. Because even later on in the episode, Rory is like, "It's all your fault really that this happened because you told me that I could do anything." And Lorelai's like, "Well, I do think you could do anything. I just think I think Lorelai had tried to instill in her like you work as hard as you can and good things will happen to you no matter what. It may not be immediate but it'll happen. Rory took her
1: words way too ser- way, way too, too literally. Seriously. Like she took it literally. This is the problem. Lorelai meant you can do anything as in like if you want to be a writer I support you if you want to be a firefighter I support you if you want to yeah, be you just need to kind working of have at a... the Stars Hollow library I support you. And Rory thought it meant you can go out there and be Pat Benatar I believe that you are actually able to become Pat Benatar. But the that's thing what Rory is, thought she meant.
0: I think Lorelai... I think Lorelai does believe if she wanted to, she could be Pat Benatar. I think Lorelai understands that it's not going to happen overnight. Mm. And I think that's that what too. Rory misses. Right. And I think this is her learning that lesson where, you know what, I can find success and I can reach my goals. I just need to like put my whole i need to work my ass off for it yeah so it's like you know in 10 years i could get a job at the new york times or uh, the la times or whatever it is you know what i mean i just it's not just gonna happen because i want it to i need to really work for it outside of school now and like pay my dues right and i think lorelei understands that and did understand that from the jump yeah but now now rory's learning it and that's fine yeah.
1: It's taking her a little a little while to learn the lesson, but as long as she learns it, I guess. Exactly. Um, okay, so then we cut to Luke's and Lorelai walks in and the dress and the outfit and the boots mm-hmm. is just a lot. She's it's a looking lot. she's looking really good.
0: She's so pretty. It's <sighs> ridiculous. And Miss Miss Patty and Babette.
1: They're saving their voices because they're going to do karaoke tonight. And she, <laughs> Lorelai goes, I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> uh, um, they're like, oh, we're doing our cabaret show. We're premiering our cabaret show at Casey's Bar. And she's like, oh, I thought Casey's Bar had karaoke tonight. And they're like, yeah, that's why we reserved the first 15 songs.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'll say it again. I need a Miss Patty and spin spinoff.
1: I love everything they do. I love everything it's they just say. so funny. Everything They're they both do is hilarious. so funny.
0: Their delivery is so like perfect.
1: They make the they make the Luke Diner scenes feel more rich.
0: I've never done karaoke. What? Yeah.
1: You call yourself a gay person.
0: I mean, I guess. More in practice.
1: I am astounded. What's your go to karaoke song? This is the most shocking thing you've ever said. I can't even I think I would really like it. You're asking. I mean, the, having the opportunity to literally scream into a microphone, and you're <laughs> encouraged to sing badly because when people sing amazingly at karaoke, they sometimes get booed.
0: Yeah, as they should. As someone who's never done karaoke, I feel like if you're a good singer, you shouldn't be allowed to do karaoke. That
1: is our one and only place and time to sound horrible and still be given a microphone.
0: Yeah. If you can uh... sing,
1: do not go to karaoke. Go get yourself a fucking show on Broadway. <laughs> okay.
0: What's your go-to karaoke song?
1: Um, I have a couple. Um, anything Ashanti. Okay. Any I so usually... most
0: of J Lo's discography.
1: Correct. I usually I usually do a Shanti, and I usually dedicate it to all my Libras in the room.
0: Oh my god! Um, no doubt.
1: Anything. Oh no doubt. yeah. Gwen That's funny.
0: Excuse me, Mister. Would be so much fun.
1: Excuse me, Mister. Sunday morning, spiderwebs yeah. is my go-to, go-to. Like That's if a good I'm one.
0: lost in tarnation, I don't know what to sing. <laughs> yeah. I think I would. Re- I think okay. I think I would probably choose like a country song.
1: Really? I thought you were going to go Broadway for sure.
0: No. Like I, Hercules. I thought you were going to do Zero to Hero. That would be really fun. I think there's a lot of good like musical theater stuff that's I find fun to sing. But my favorite music to sing along to is Country.
1: What song would you choose?
0: Uh, I would probably either do Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn. Okay. One of my favorite songs ever. Or Live Like You're Dying by Tim McGraw. Okay. Crowd Pleaser. And then, well, Tony texted me this one time and it was like, "Okay, if we were to do karaoke together, what song would it be?" And I said, "Islands in the Stream."
1: Bernie and I did karaoke together one time in Boston. Really? Yeah. I wish. What song it was did you do? Sitting right next to me because I, I can't remember. I feel like we did No Scrubs or something.
0: Oh, that would be so much what fun. What the fuck
1: did we perform? Oh, I also do Spice Girls from time to time. Because I just, anything that I know the words to and can sing without looking at the lyrics is pretty (laughs) much a game. I would
0: love to do, speaking of TLC songs, I would love to do What About Your Friends?
1: I like, um, you know, can I say something? Yes. There's a song on TLC's album that is so underrated, their second album, that everyone needs to know. I'm going to pull it up. What song? The way TLC came up immediately on my recently searched list, and I have no idea should. why. As it should. Um, it's on fan mail.
0: Love fan mail.
1: It's called um, Come On Down.
0: Oh, yes. And I
1: want to say something about Come On Down. Come On Speak. Down sounds the way waterfalls should sound.
0: You know who wrote Come On Down? No. Now who? That I'm looking at it? Who? Diane Warren. Really? Yeah.
1: That's interesting.
0: Isn't that crazy? Um, Diane Warren is out here. <laughs> that bitch is doing sh- crazy shit. Check who wrote Silly Ho. Oh, Silly Ho so good. Dallas Austin. Okay. He wrote a lot of their songs, it looks like. Interesting. Um, do you want to know something so funny? So my uncle, Stefan, is the one who showed me uh, TLC when I was growing up. And he was obsessed with them. That's his favorite band of all time. Uh, he's met them a bunch. What? Yeah, he was like obsessed. Um, and he's actually in Left Eye's video for Black What Party, the fuck? Her, her like solo single. He's in the music video.
1: That is the craziest thing you could have ever said to me.
0: I know he was like obsessed with her.
1: I love facts about your
0: life. It's crazy. He's a wild. He has like he's he's a he's a Stan. He's a crazy Stan. Like OG.
1: Okay, let me put a cap on this thought. The reason I talked about... what The reason I said Come On Down sounds the way Waterfalls should sound is because I think that this song, Come On Down, should be called Waterfalls. I'm okay. not saying I don't like Waterfalls, because Waterfalls yeah. is a great song. But the ter- the name Waterfalls would fit this song so perfectly. Let me know if you understand what I'm talking about. People, yeah, I know exactly like, what you mean. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, Diane, moving I on. I
0: Diane Warren wrote that
1: I can't... Song. I'm shocked. Are you sure it's the Ugh. same person?
0: Yes, I looked at... I- I made sure
1: uh, that is shocking to me are you sure
0: yes their cover of If I Was Your Girlfriend <laughs> Bangin.
1: wait are you sure it's Diane Warren yes. I'm not over that yes
0: <laughs> it's Diane fucking Warren what like 19 time fucking Oscar nominee
1: this is shocking okay she we need to move got an on
0: Oscar this year
1: I'm proud of her we need to move the fuck on yeah. All right. Um, she's so, so then iconic. She's so iconic. Jesus Christ. This is when Lorelai realizes that she that Luke is wearing her hat.
0: Oh, my. Wait. Diane Warren wrote Unbreak My Heart by Toni Braxton.
1: Okay. Trev, we need to move on
0: from I Diane. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. But damn.
1: That's shocking, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was in everyone's bag.
1: She was in her own bag. She, she was, was getting yeah. paid.
0: Um, okay, yeah, so Luke looks great, and he's wearing the blue hat.
1: He's back with her hat, and she takes it so to heart. She's, like, shocked.
0: I She's, like, trembling.
1: He's, like, are you okay? And she's, like, yeah, 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 so tell me about your boat trip. And then she immediately goes to the Firefly and fucking screams about it to Suki. As she she
0: should. But she also said she's shout-out to Southern Maine.
1: Oh, are we going to talk about Barnacle Billies?
0: It's a real place. It's in Ogunquit. I've been to it. Have you really? I've
1: been to it. I literally I never loved have. it. Oh my God. I loved it.
0: I love Ogunquit. It's a beautiful, beautiful town. I freaking love Ogunquit.
1: Ogunquit is my favorite place to visit in Maine. When I go there, it's that's so where I go.
0: It has a huge gay population too. It's,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but yeah, she like talks about Southern Maine and they uh, later in the episode talk about Kittery and everything like that. And like, she's right. It is beautiful. It's a great place to sail and everything like that.
1: She's absolutely right, and especially she's very right about barnacle billies. <laughs> um, honestly, I totally understand why Rory is, like, hiding away from the world in a way. Because, yeah. I mean, okay, I studied creative writing. I think if I would have tried to become a journalist right out of school or anything in that world, really, I would have probably been very suicidal and depressed. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Because it's really difficult to get a job in that role. Unless you, like... Unless you have connections in the publishing world or yeah. keep,
0: keep trying a million fucking times and never give up. Any sort of creative endeavor like that is go, is like near impossible.
1: It's so hard. So I have a
0: lot. I do have empathy for her in that way. And by the end of the episode, when she's like kind of got more fire under her ass, mm-hmm. after she's been cheered up, I'm like, okay, let's go. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. The pity party stuff at the beginning, I'm like, uh but.
1: She has a sidekick, which is cool. Did you ever have a sidekick?
0: Ugh, no, but again, my Uncle Stefan did.
1: Ugh, he's so cool.
0: I, that's your bestie.
1: That is my bestie. <laughs> um, I love sidekicks. I think they're really cool. I did not have a sidekick. I had an Envy, and I had a chocolate.
0: Oh, the chocolate was so cool.
1: I like the env- The look of the Envy. If I could yeah. go back in time and have um an- one of my old phones again, it would definitely be my Envy. I, I had the orange
0: back- one. I would go back and I would have a Motorola, Motorola Razr.
1: Really, you would want the Razr?
0: I think there's it's the chicest phone ever made.
1: Can I tell you something? I really would have thought that you would be a BlackBerry girly for some I reason. I did. Ha-
0: I did have a BlackBerry.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. I, I feel like you're the BlackBerry type. I really feel I w- like you are.
0: Oh, I if I could, okay, I would absolutely get a, a BlackBerry again if I could. But I just like the Razr is it's so cool.
1: It is a sleek, very cool it's phone. It's so
0: sleek, and Logan, in this episode, has one.
1: Yeah, honestly, it a, reminds me of this no one nonsense time. It's a no-nonsense phone. It is a no-nonsense phone. It's for cool people only. It remind it just reminds me of this time that I was... I had, like, an early dismissal at school, and I had to take the bus home, and I didn't have a phone yet, and I had to beg this kid on my bus who had an, a pink Razor phone to borrow oh, it so I could call my mom. She- and she was so mad at me and she was like almost not gonna let me. And I was like, please, I'll give it right back. I literally just need to call my mom. Yeah, I'll you're sit not gonna right steal next to you. it. She was acting like I had cooties. Like, okay, bitch. That's anyway.
0: great. My mom had one and I was like obsessed with it.
1: I, But I just love my orange envy. It was so ugly and chaotic. It had a I flip open cool. keyboard. They're very cool. They're very cool. The orange is what made it is kind of like queer signaling in a way. Like, I feel like having I an orange so. phone, having an orange phone. I agree. Phone, Instead of, like, a pink or anything Orange like that. is a very gay color. Orange is so gay. And I just loved having the keyboard because I would, like, type out angry-ass messages.
0: <laughs> I fucking love a keyboard on a phone. I fucked around with this, with a T, uh, T9.
1: Okay, yeah. I was
0: fast as a motherfucker on that.
1: Me too. Because sometimes you have to be. But the thing is, oh. for long-ass messages, and you know, like, I'm verbose. Oh, yeah. You know I'm verbose. But yeah, anyway. I want
0: a Motorola Razr again. Anyway. Um... Yeah, sidekicks are cool. Phones are cool. I wish phones looked cool still. Now they're all kind of boring.
1: They all are. They really all are.
0: Like, I'd love my iPhone, I guess. But, like, ugh.
1: I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm I'm very much entrenched in the Apple ecosystem. It would be impossible for me to get out at this point. Yeah. Like, I'm just all over the Apple world. But if I could
0: go back in time
1: to another phone or if I wasn't so tied into it, I definitely would love yeah. to have an envy again but yeah, anyway agree. okay so dumbass cockiness made her get passed over for the job she calls the lady back in a frenzy she's like is there any wage chance or form that like i could get that job back that i said i didn't want because i was going to be having a job at the new york times and she's like we already filled it like weeks ago you
0: loser yeah I'll... and it's just like that's a bummer scene
1: that's a bummer because she learned a really hard lesson and it was probably yeah, a really tough pill to swallow
0: it's a good lesson that she had to learn Yep. And, and then... then we cut to the dragonfly. Mm-hmm. And Suki's cooking and Lorelai's talking about the hat. And she's like, what does this mean? Da, 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 da. Suki's just
1: repeating everything she says. <laughs> it's, it's so, so annoying and
0: kind of funny. But it's also just like when you're telling your best friend something, That's ex- it's, it's just that's everyone's relationship, I feel like, with their yeah.
1: They're like, just like he's wearing the hat. And she's like, he's wearing the hat. And he's like, the blue one, the blue one. Yeah, the one that you gave him. Yep, the one that I gave him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole time, Suki's trying to feed her.
1: Yeah, she's like, can you try this meatball? And she's like, it's like way too early. I'm not going to have a meatball. Like
0: In what fucking, eat the meatball.
1: Like, shouldn't she know by now how good Suki's cooking was? That's she wouldn't Suki's ask like, her oh, to try it. scramble
0: it with some eggs. That sounds so That sounds good. so good.
1: How could she say no to that? Craziness. i wanted to punch her in the head
0: but yeah i like i love the whole hat through line in this episode i As love someone when she... who wears a hat every single day and has hats that ex ex partners have given me yeah i don't wear that shit bad you juju
1: you don't wear it what do you no. do with them
0: do you keep them or throw them away Yeah, they're somewhere in the house like probably in storage or something like that so why are I you think... keeping it I don't know. I think it's like a, I'd feel bad throwing it away. I think I sh- if anything, I should just donate it, but I just never thought to, but I don't wear it anymore.
1: I think you should donate it. If it's I bad juju, should. then you shouldn't keep it in your house.
0: I think it'd be worse to wear it. So I, I understand why she's reading into the significance of him wearing the blue hat, even though at the end of the episode, we find out why he's actually wearing the blue, ha- blue hat and not Which black I him. have so
1: many notes about that. I literally have like almost a paragraph on that.
0: <laughs> okay. So we'll get there. But yeah, I, I like the, the hat story.
1: I love it too. But you know what? I love the part where she's like, I should probably do something back. And then she literally sings the most like, heart-wrenching, romantic yeah, fucking ballad ball ever written wall. while staring at him in the eyes Ugh. and not looking away from him.
0: Okay, we'll get there. We'll get overkill. There. We, have to, we have to get through everything else to get there.
1: Talk about overkill, bitch. Um,
0: Lane is a great mom.
1: Lane is a great mom. Lane and Zach have a Fahrenheit 911 poster in their house. What's up with that?
0: I don't know. I like that book.
1: It's a, a... No, you're thinking... I think you're thinking of um, Fahrenheit... Uh, oh,
0: for... Want, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, Fahrenheit 9-11 is the Michael Moore
0: documentary. Oh, that makes sense for them. They're, like, cool.
1: I know they're cool. I mean, that was a great documentary, but, like, at the same time, like, that is the most random poster to have in your house. Like, it's literally a 9-11 documentary. N-
0: yeah, in the, in the dream sequence, we get a weird nine eleven mention too,
1: and Richard Lore- brings up Osama bin Laden.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of it in this episode. Wait, what's
1: going on?
0: Because <laughs> even in the, yeah, Lorelai is like, how many? What ounces can you bring on the plane again these days? Like, did it like so offhand?
1: yeah and then at the, weird. and then at friday night dinner richard says you would have to write an article about osama bin laden yeah like
0: an interview with osama bin laden yeah at this point. it's very weird
1: what the <laughs> hu- what in the 9-11 is going on with this episode um oh,
0: we can't get into that that's a uh, tangent we cannot open up right now
1: okay um i love the fakey paper bag did you notice that
0: that's a fake paper bag? Yeah, it's like a canvas bag.
1: It's like a canvas felt They're bag. Lo- they look
0: really nice. Yeah, it looks good. Um, I'm really happy for Zach. I like Zach in this episode a lot. I'm not happy
1: for him at all. I hate this storyline.
0: Oh, I think it's cute.
1: Hate it. I hate that Lane has to be a stay-at-home mom taking care of her twins while her husband gets to go on a fucking tour. She started that fucking band and she...
0: Well, it's not even with that band, though.
1: I know, but it just sucks ass. I hate it. Like, it's not fair at all. They completely ruined her character. They com- they gave her the I worst storyline in the world.
0: I will say the only defense I have is, like, later on in the episode, Lane admits she's like, I can't go on tour with the babies. Like, I can't do that. Which is understandable. Sucks, but understandable. I like that he's like, okay, well, I'll call tomorrow and say that we can't go. And he's, like, so ready to not do it.
1: Oh, can I say one more thing? Sorry. Yeah, of course. I should probably also add it on that, like, this is not a critique on Zach. This is a writer critique. I don't agree with the storyline f- that they gave Lane at all. Oh, and 100%. I, and so for that reason, I just really don't like the storyline. It has nothing to do with Zach. I thought it was really good that, like, he offered to not go on the tour. I just don't yeah. agree with the fact that she would encourage him to go anyway. She's a way better person than I am. But I don't even think this is the real Lane. Like, this is not the Lane I know.
0: No, this up. isn't the lane from earlier on, no. but I think it's this is all the OC's fault. Yeah. But, you know what, with what we have, we'll take it.
1: I'm least... not taking it. I'm rejecting it completely. <laughs> I
0: I'm taking it because I I find it sweet that she's being supportive and he was so ready to just be like a dad.
1: I want somebody to write some Lane fanfic. I need an entire it has to exist. I need an entire fixer fic of Lane's life. If somebody sure... has one, please send it to me. It has to exist. Okay. Um, Let's take a look at the groceries that they bought. Reduced fat, original Pringles. Not even a flavor. Not even salt and vinegar barbecue. It's
0: original. It's always salt and vinegar, baby.
1: It is. When it comes to Pringles,
0: you... Salt and vinegar has... Pringles are, like, some of the best salt and vinegar chips. Period. Period. Um, Olive oil. I love a potato potato roll.
1: Potato roll. I love a potato roll. She got olive oil, baked beans, I think
0: what was it name brand diapers name
1: brand diapers and then behind them i noticed these like hand drawn like framed drawings i don't yeah did you see those it's like a bunny wearing headphones it looked like it was drawn with like markers
0: yeah i just found it cool it's yeah their house is i like their apartment
1: they have like a really weird eclectic style the way musicians tend to
0: yeah it just it feels also very homey yeah it's a good lived in little house
1: I just feel so bad for Lane. Like, I can't believe she has yeah, to be a stay-at-home mom bullshit. and take care of twins. I just can't believe that.
0: She should have been a cool rocker mom. Right. If they like, were going to do that, they could have done it better. Like,
1: give us both.
0: Yes. Have them cake make her eat it too.
1: Yeah, she shouldn't have to choose.
0: Um. But yeah, that storyline, it is what it is.
1: All right. And then we cut to Lorelai pulling up into her driveway. And I'm confused. Is this SAV like a firefly vehicle like where's her maybe? jeep maybe
0: i cuz i was like i where, hate this suv
1: yeah where's her jeep like where's the jeep I, the color reminded me of the firefly so i was like oh maybe it's like a firefly vehicle and she just drove it but like yeah. still where is her car where's her jeep
0: yeah and I then don't know. i remembered I like the whole it. like
1: i'd crashed my jeep or what was the story like her jeep broke down and she couldn't buy a new one and luke tried to help her find one yeah some shit and they like had like that. a fight about it i don't remember that they always yeah
0: but um, um Lorelai's a good mom.
1: Lorelai's a good mom. Rory is, like, in bed crying because she's scared to get a D. Um,
0: Petulant. Sweetie, also, she's some of us a... have
1: failed over ten classes.
0: <laughs> she's also getting a D because she didn't hand in half of it.
1: Now tell me why she is writing about Paradise Lost in senior year of college when that was part of my
0: sophomore readings. <laughs> <laughs> because she's a loser. Why Ivy don't... League schools are fake. College is fake.
1: As I look at my diploma hanging above me at my desk.
0: <laughs> Mine is at my parents' house somewhere.
1: I use the, I use the um, leather like thing that they give it to us in as a mouse pad. So I
0: did for like two and a half years.
1: I'm still doing it to this day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you, NHAA. Oh, my God. Okay. We're not getting into that right now. But <laughs> she's talking about a Theory shirt. And it's like, with what money? You are an un- unemployed college student. And Theory shirts cost like $300 each. Like, I, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting I it. I don't
0: know. She's out of her... I mean, she's crazy. She's privileged.
1: Ugh. She I hate a Libra. I hate a world. Libra.
0: You're a Libra.
1: I hate this Libra, though. <laughs> she I has mean, I'm her on rich your side. Gra- She has her rich grandparents' money. Ugh. And when I buy crazy shit, I have to spend my own money. Same. Fuck?
0: I don't even want to talk about the money I've spent recently. Oh, my um, God.
1: Don't get me started, because when I tell you that I bought a really crazy item to wear... To a certain <laughs> concert.
0: <laughs> what concert?
1: I don't want to say it on the air because I don't want to get jinxed or hexed by a hater.
0: I'll, <laughs> okay, so, text it to me, I'll maybe. text
1: it to you. And um, also, I
0: want to see the garment.
1: I will definitely send you multiple photos of me wearing it.
0: Okay, good. Um, I'm going to poison Logan, I think.
1: I think so, too. I think we should both poison him.
0: Ooh, ooh. Every time he's mentioned, it just makes my fucking skin crawl. It pisses me off so bad. Ugh. He's the worst. I fucking hate him.
1: The whole storyline with his dad, too, is what, like, twisted it up so badly. So like So
0: rotten to his core.
1: I think the thing that messes me up the most is that Rory's sense of, like, self-doubt and her, like, self criticism almost started it all started with logan's dad
0: yes she just never felt good enough she was her whole life she's been made to feel like she's amazing and then this man just like shits on her and makes her feel less than
1: i and again it comes back to what we were saying before she definitely has big fish in the small pond syndrome so she thinks she's like, maybe a little bit better than she is. And I understand he had to, like, bring
0: her down to reality. But it's also but I generally... Also think, har- it's harmless the way she acts.
1: Yeah, it's harmless. He didn't have to do all that. He didn't really have to...
0: No, because it's, it's malicious with him. Yeah. He's trying to hurt her feelings. He's not yeah. trying to, like, be constructive.
1: It was not constructive. And actually, no. I would almost argue that back then, she was probably on to something. Whereas now, it's almost like false hope. Yeah.
0: Almost. No, But back I agree. then,
1: I think it made more sense for her to be hopeful.
0: Yeah, she should. I mean, look, she should be hopeful no matter what. Yeah. Because without that, you will never find success. That's just a given. Like, you yeah. need to kind of, you need a certain level of delusion to find success in these crazy fields, competitive creative fields. So I don't, I don't find the delusion a bad thing. I think the humbling and the, like, uh, character building is necessary yeah. to feed into the delusion because it's like, well, if I can get past this, I can get past, I can do it. Mhm. And she got like, past
1: that, but I think it always stayed with her. It never quite left her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's always she's never going to feel good enough as long as she's with Logan.
1: I think that her, her a lot of her self-worth is tied into her relationship with Logan though. At this point in the series
0: And kind of her partners in general throughout the whole series. Yeah. Way more than Laurelise,
1: especially Dean and
0: Logan. Yeah, because they've just all
1: I don't even think ja- I don't agree. I don't know. I don't I think... would
0: actually give cuz thinking about what uh the graduation episode we talked about 2 weeks ago when she, he calls and she, he doesn't say anything and she talk and she like re, she like goes in on him and she's basically like i thought i loved you like that whole diatribe
1: i think i could have loved you is what she says yes
0: i think i could have loved you i think the i think the rejection or not rejection the lack of consistency with jess
1: she knows it wasn't his... No, she knows it wasn't her fault, though, that he left. And can I say one other thing, too? Yeah, of course. He's the only one who actually tried to talk some sense into her when she dropped out of Yale.
0: Yeah. And
1: I think that she he helps her realize how good she is or, like, how...
0: Worth it she is? Yeah.
1: I don't agree that he is one of the partners that has had a negative impact on her self-worth versus both Logan and Dean. I can find areas where they've done that. The first one is, like... Dean and his relationship with Lindsay and how. And Dean
0: had, like, an idea of Rory, not actually who Rory was. Right.
1: And, like, when Rory went through that entire thing with, like, Jess and he made her, like, basically. Feel bad. Yeah. And then with Logan, it's obviously has a lot to do with his dad. But I feel like it also has to do with, like, where he sits in the world versus her. Like, he's of a different type of, yep than Emily and Richard are. And she is only rich by proxy. He grew up entrenched in the culture of, like, Christopher and Lorelai. Yeah. He grew up like Christopher and Lorelai did versus Rory growing up the way she did and kind of only having exposure to that world through her mom and through her grandparents, but didn't actually have a rich parent, per se. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's fair. I definitely don't think Jess gets away scot-free with it. I think that his I think his wishy-washiness definitely plays a factor even if in the end she does realize that it's not her it's him. Yeah. But I think that I mean that's going that's going to negatively impact you no matter what especially as a teenager and having to kind of learn that lesson hard at a young age that it's not just because someone's not ready for you doesn't mean it's you. Right. But I do think I think it, you're right. It is Jess. It is Logan and um, Dean more than Jess. But Jess definitely.
1: Jess is not a perfect person. No, and By no they, means. They're all fucked. They're all kind of fucked up in the yeah. Home they're right.
0: all they're all not good partners for her at the time she's dating them.
1: Right. So then Luke gets a phone call, um, from April, April and April's like, "Dad, I really want to go on this boat trip with you, but I just found out I got accepted to the science camp, and there's gonna be like Nobel Peace Prize winners, and like." I don't want to have to decide, but I kind of already have decided. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so fucking happy for you. You are amazing. I'm so proud that you're my daughter. You're going to the camp. We're going to do the boat trip next summer. He's such the best dad.
0: Even though he's sad, he's still just, like, so proud.
1: Yeah. It's a great thing.
0: But, like, he's just, like, Uh, a lot of people hate April.
1: I like that he that she brings out the good dad and yeah like he's already a good dad with Rory but like I like the I like what she did to his character
0: yeah I think it was I think it was needed because it was kind of just like not a look I don't want to say I'm gonna say what like stale but I don't mean stale okay I think he just needed another dimension added to him yeah yeah and April's a really good way of doing that. And, like, I find her annoying, but mostly because she's an annoying teenage girl.
1: Perfectly said. I, I agree with you.
0: I find her annoying the same way I find Rory annoying. It's just, right. She's just, like, almost too precocious. Mm-hmm. But, like, of course she is. She's a genius. <laughs> like, of course she's fucking annoying. But I, I, he's just great in this scene. It makes me really happy that he's just, like, putting his feelings aside because he knows how important this is. Right. Right. It's exactly how Lorelai would react, which right. is why it's good.
1: Right. So then it cuts over to the karaoke night, and the neon light background behind them is so iconic and burned into my memory. It's, like, Same. instantly recognizable. I know I know what that is. If you showed me a tiny sliver image of that and asked me what it was, I could immediately <laughs> be like, that is from the karaoke episode of Gilmore Girls.
0: Uh. This like, scene is just legendary.
1: It's legendary. I I just know it so well like the back of my hand. I know every moment that is going to happen starting with Lorelai drinking a Cosmo.
0: Oh, such a chic drink.
1: Such a chic drink. It's giving Carrie Bradshaw.
0: It's giving Carrie Bradshaw.
1: She's she's main character energy on this
0: part. Yeah, and you know what actually fucking should be.
1: I agree. Um, so then we cut back to Luke's and Zach is going on and on about his world tour. And it's kind of, I think, making Luke think about his boat, his like boat trip that he was going to take and the fact that he's not going to be traveling all around with his daughter. I think Zach is way too happy.
0: (laughs) He's just, yeah, he's just, he's really excited. Yeah. And like, he's just kind of like a puppy. Yeah. And I, I like Luke and Zach's dynamic.
1: Because I feel like Zach compared to anybody else, like compared to Brian, for example.
0: Yeah.
1: Is like surly, kind of like grouchy type. And Luke with any other character is like a surly, grouchy type, right? To an extent. Yeah. And you look at them both, you're like, Oh, these two people seem like they act really similar.
0: Yes. But then I, I you agree put them that.
1: you put them together and it's like you can tell that Luke is <laughs> Luke is so beyond Zach Luke is
0: actually surly
1: Zach makes Luke makes Zach look like a puppy
0: yeah exactly and then like when and he's it's... with
1: like Lane and Brian you're like oh Zach is like kind of a grouch like I don't really like that Yeah, he's the straight man right and then but no but then you put him in a room with Luke and you're like okay this cat has so much energy he's like bouncing off the walls because Luke is yeah. just so it's not
0: cute yeah. I also like that he's like he's bummed out for Luke
1: yeah. Because he, can he tell. knows
0: it's sad.
1: I feel like Luke is the kid who would be sad and quiet at purpose like on purpose at school so that people would ask them what's
0: wrong. <laughs> yeah, he wants attention, but he doesn't want to talk about it.
1: Right. He everyone's like, What's wrong? He's like, nothing, nothing. No, it's okay. No, it's fine.
0: And he like looks off.
1: Yeah. But that, I But the Zach Scorpio. Knows, the Scorpio. Zach, yeah,
0: truly. Zach knows he's actually bummed. Yeah. And he even says he's like pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, and Luke's like, No, it's fine. And he's like, Okay, you're still processing it. And then he like, says good the same you, thing Zach. when Lane comes in and they're talking about it and it gets brought up. And he's like, he's still processing it. And it's like, he knows that Luke's bummed. He's just handling it his own way.
1: He has, he knows the language. I like he's that very, he has the language for it.
0: And he even can tell something's off with Lane when they're walking to the bar.
1: Yeah, he's like perceptive. It's kind he's of weird. Really,
0: yeah, he's really in tune with like the people around him. Which is a nice dimension to his character that I feel like I wouldn't necessary. have
1: thought he was that way early on in this in the
0: show. No, I feel like he's him and Lane as much, as much again. Like as much as their story doesn't make sense with how Lane was set up, they do kind of grow together to be a really interesting couple, and yeah, like a really.
1: I like that he like fully embraces her culture. By the end. By, like, yes, the end. Yeah. Like, he's, they... like, getting along really well with her mom. Like, they have a yeah, great relationship. Yeah, he does the work to He really... does the work to become a good dad. He takes it super seriously. Like, I and agree And again, with that.
0: like, he's, he's offers. He's like, great. We won't go on tour. No tour. We'll just stay for this. We'll stay. And he's, like, just so down to make it work so everyone's happy. Yeah. And it's the same thing, you know, like, like I compared, Lore- like, Luke to Lorelai just now. Zach would do, it's the same thing that Luke would do. Yeah. Where if like, okay, plans change. I'll stay now. I'll make the sacrifice. He kind of did
1: do something like that. If you remember, you remember when, um, okay, wait. Oh, when he tried to buy the Twickham house for Lorelai. And yes. she was like, you know what? In reality, I think I just want to stay in my house. I hate the tookham house and I hate your family's old furniture. Like, I just want to live in my house with my fucking furniture where Rory grew up and where I've lived for the past like 30 years. And he's like, OK, no problem. I'll sell the tookham house. We're going to live in your house. We're going to fix it up. We're going to make the upstairs a little bit bigger. We're going to build a bathroom up there. Yeah. and He made like, her house more perfect.
0: Yes. I, I like the similarities between Luke and Zach and yeah. kind of just their willingness to to do stuff for the people they and,
1: love. And can I just say one more thing? And you might remember this. Other people Please. who have been listening might remember this. I mentioned that they are giving Lane Lorelai's storyline. And yeah, that checks 100%. out so much. Like, Lane and Zach are like Luke and Lorelei. They literally are. I literally said not two or three episodes ago that the reason I don't like Lane's storyline is because they're trying to frame Rory as, like, the perfect kid who made it out of the hometown and, like made it out and got to work with the Obama administration. And Lane's storyline is what happens when you settle down with some guy right out of college, like right out of high school and get knocked up and you have to stay living in your hometown. And it's hard. With a kid.
0: And you're living but like paycheck to paycheck.
1: Exactly. They're, they're giving her Lorelai's exact storyline down and to I the And I don't really pregnancy. remember
0: what happens in a year in the life as well. I do As remember I them all
1: being a little bit old.
0: Yes. But I think it's like I think that's another reason why, while frustrated by Lane's predicament, I'm not saddened by it. Because with the idea of like, okay, well, she's getting the Lorelei edit, there is a happy ending for her. Like, look at how things work things worked out amazing for Lorelei.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely bummed, like
0: but still.
1: I, I I just envisioned
0: different for Lane.
1: It's not that I don't want Lane to be a mom. It's not that I feel like there's anything wrong with being a mother. I just think Lane's character told us every single way that she was not going to settle for the life that she had in Star's Hollow. It feels like a shock.
0: And that's a huge critique, I think. I mean, as someone who's been in the fandom not as long, but, like, has been in online spaces where people are talking about Gilmore Girls. That's one of the biggest critiques people have with the show is, like, Lane's storyline and her treatment of the like the treatment of the character
1: i think she definitely would have been a mom at some point she would have done it her own way it wouldn't have been this way and it would have taken her longer she would have done the whole rock star thing probably made it somewhat honestly like if i had to go out and write my own lane fixer fic it would be she goes out becomes like somewhat of a local celebrity in the like rock band world Makes a good name for herself. Hepalien is like a really successful band for a while, and they kind of live off of like local fame. Yeah, S- like tri-state area fame. And Which is then
0: like, honestly, all you kind of need.
1: Yeah, and then they do it for a while, and then she realizes that she wants to maybe slow down a little bit and take a break from touring and just kind of find some place to like find a really cool music-related job, like teaching. Drumming school, or like being a music critic, or something cool like that. I would have liked to see her work owning at a, a record venue. store.
0: Yeah, yeah, working at
1: a venue that would, I would be cool. Have loved
0: one thing. So if they wanted, she to has keep...
1: like a catalog of music. Do you remember that when yes, she's hiding yes, the yes. CDs under her floorboard? Like, I feel like like a some kind of something to do with music it, and cataloging
0: and like... have her work at a radio station or something. Ooh, like DJ. That. Yeah, oh. give her some sort of outlet for these. So where you know what, you can do the ha- her having a kid storyline and twins and all that and keeping her in town, but she needs another She needs another dimension to her, like opening up a record shop inside of her mom's store.
1: Right, like oh. Like
0: having some, like her and her mom kind of going in on this kind of joint venture. Oh my God,
1: stop, stop. It's, make, it's making me feel- You know me what me I feel, mean? Yeah.
0: Like building their relationship back up after all the stress that they've been through, giving her this new outlet. She could still be a mom and have this- Passion and like Zach could still work at Luke's, so then when he goes out on tour, she still has a, an outlet for what she wants to do exactly. So, I yeah, I think there's definitely better ways they could have done it,
1: <sighs>
0: but it, this is what we have.
1: Okay, we need to move on. Yes, we spent too much time talking about Lane, I guess.
0: But i just, I, part I, of I really care
1: about her. I love Lane, honestly. I use this is to the really most lane we've upset. gotten.
0: In, these, in the episodes we've talked about so far. Yeah. So, I mean, if we were going to have the conversation at any point, it was now. Because her and Zach are such a big part of this episode. And it's towards the end of the series. It's kind of the end. So, we c- it gives us an, a better way to talk about her whole arc. Right. But, yeah. I wish they had handled it better. I wish they had given her something else other than just, like, being the mom
1: yeah, I mean... And even
0: her and Rory's scene in the bar is a little weird. Did oh my god,
1: feel- I wrote that too! I literally it's a little wrote, weird, right? I literally wrote the weirdness of them being kind of distant and not knowing every detail of each other's life. Yeah, Like, Lane I, doesn't even know if Rory has finished school yet, and Rory's like, what happened to Hep alien
0: Like, that seems like such a weird thing to ask. It feels so... Yeah, it feels odd that they're so out of touch. I would understand, like, some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a distance makes sense. I would
1: understand her being like, "How are finals going?"
0: Yes, but like them not. Not her having... being
1: like, "Are you even finished with school yet? What grade are, are you in again?" What's
0: Hap Alien? <laughs> like, like her what not happened? knowing that Hap Alien is on the back burner.
1: Like, how does she not know that?
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird. There's that scene is very weird. It's to meant me. to show
1: us that Rory's life is going in a drastically different different, different yeah. d- like direction. Her life is to- totally just.
0: And like Paris New York is Times, best friend now.
1: Paris, Logan, Yale—that's her yeah. life. And it's Lane's weird. life it's... is Stephen, Quan,
0: Zach, Zach, her mom, her mom. The stars, stars hollow. hollow. Yeah, it, but that scene—I'm glad that you picked up on it too, because it made me—I was—it made me a little sad. Yep. But um,
1: I love the fact that Lauren Graham can actually sing and was literally in Guys and Dolls on Broadway.
0: That's so crazy.
1: I fucking love that. She's about so her. talented. I love her. Oh.
0: Um I Freaking also love, love that Lane says, "I didn't know she was a Whitney fan." And then Rory makes the distinction that it's more Dolly inspired. She's like,
1: "I think it's Dolly inspired." <laughs> yes. Because yes, as it should be. I, I mean, I love Whitney, but the Dolly version is the original.
0: The Dolly version is my favorite.
1: Wait, By am right. I wrong about the Dolly version is the original? No, that's
0: the original. She Okay, that's what I thought she was working with Porter Robinson, I think and she wanted to do her own thing and go solo because they had done a bunch of records together and she was on the porter robinson robinson show Mm -hmm. and she wrote this she wrote this record she brought it into him and it this was her way of saying goodbye to him and their partnership wow and she sang it to him in his office and he like got brought to tears and was basically like fine like this is okay on one condition and she's like what is it And he's like that you let me produce that record Wow. And that was, it became, like, that's, it became the song that it is. And then, obviously, 30-something years later, Whitney re-recorded it, and it became this whole other beast.
1: I love both versions. I, I love ref- both I versions. I refuse to pick, I refuse to pick between no, them.
0: No, I will say I, I love singing along to the Dolly one. I love them both. That's the one I prefer to listen to.
1: I pr- Oh, which one do I prefer to listen to? Yeah, which is your choice, like, F- if you're putting Whitney, it on. Whitney, Whitney that's fair Whitney but I love Dolly Parton and love I love Dolly. I love that story I didn't know that so yeah I'm, it's
0: really I, beautiful it's like awesome. I mean she was such a she's such a prolific songwriter yeah But yeah she wrote that song or performed it for him and then did you know was, that Dolly
1: Dolly Parton is a Capricorn that that much I do know
0: I didn't know that yeah yeah but this I mean <sighs> let's get into the scene this is okay. the scene where this is the reason we're talking about this episode.
1: She is so hot. She is so stunning. I would be uh, in love with her for the rest of my life if I was Christopher, Max, Jason, Luke, or that one guy anyone. she dated for a few episodes. Yes. I And I would be in love with her if I was Suki. I'm just going to say it.
0: <laughs> is that that fanfic exists, right?
1: Definitely has to. I haven't read it, any of it, but it definitely has to.
0: Um So like this scene <laughs> you texted me one of your notes. <laughs> About how like of course my cancer ass would pick this episode,
1: because this is okay.
0: It's so melodramatic Uh and sentimental.
1: It's it's meant to make you cry. Yeah, she actually sounds good. Like even like
0: she sounds good in a way. Patty and Babette
1: are gagged. They're like she's stealing
0: our thunder. But it's also like. She sounds good in a way that someone who can't sing sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like she's definitely acting like a person who can't sing. Like, she's she sounds realistic. Yeah. She sounds like just a person. and yeah. Which is why, like, every inflection she makes and, like, her kind of losing her breath at certain points.
1: And, like, having and, to look at the prompter. Yeah, at first. And, uh, okay. I love when she's being silly at first and she's, like. Really giving it, oomph. she's like,
0: I hope. And then the like minute she sees Luke, the it minute all she sees it,
1: it turns serious. Yeah. Lauren is such a good actress. It's just that, just that tiny little switch.
0: And she's so. But we feel it. She's we so feel reserved, it. So and she's so she starts to tear up. She's she stumbles just,
1: over the words. She has to look at the promper because she's getting st- emotional.
0: She's not able to like hold the like her breathing is all off. Like she's she's feeling it. Tears and in her eyes, looking Ms. directly Batty at him. Miss sees her looking at him, and she's like, oh, shit. And so like, does
1: Rory. Rory, yeah. like, looks over her shoulder. She's like, what is I she mean, looking at?
0: Everyone in the bar.
1: We feel it. We all feel it, including Lucas. Everyone
0: knows. And he starts to tear up.
1: He starts to tear up. He has to look down at his drink because she's, and, like, uh... she's smiling at him. He's, like, acting like he's kind of amused by it. But, like, then, no, he, like, slightly nods a little bit and has to look down at his drink because he understands what that meant. And it's it's, it's like a, something out of a dream. It's, it's so such perfect. It's
0: such a weird song for this scene.
1: It isn't. It's perfect. It's no. literally a perfect
0: scene because. I the, think it's perfect, but it's so. Interesting that it's such a. It's a—it's an ending song. To because her, at this
1: moment in time, she, believes she thinks that, that it's they're end- done. Yeah, she thinks it's over.
0: Which Wait, no, 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 no. Wait,
1: that can't be right.
0: Exactly. That's why it's weird because she's, she thinks of. She's like in the context of the hat, okay. Which, by the way, we forgot to mention, he's only wearing it because he didn't know where his black one
1: well, was. Well, that then we haven't made that discovery yet.
0: Yes, we do. Oh, isn't that in the ep- oh no, that's in the next episode? No, ep- no in it's, the next it's e- in the next scene. Either way,
1: okay. But, but wait, wait, she- wait, wait. No, first we need to talk about what it meant that he wore the hat. So let me, let me, okay. I'm just going to type this out. No, I'm not going to type it. I'm going to write it on a post it. <laughs> All right, so the hat, she thought. I'm writing hat equals.
0: Hat equals. He still loves her.
1: Loves her. What's the hat? Equal. Hang on, we're gonna do a second equals. Song <laughs> equals. She still loves him. Hat really equals. He he. He lost his other one. <laughs> no, he wants to be close to her again. I he, think wants the, to, he, wants, he wants things to be better between them. He. I, that's a reconciliation hat. It's a reconciliation
0: jester. At the end, moving on, yes. But for the whole episode, no. He's only wearing this because his black hat is lost.
1: Trevor, that's not even true, though. You that see, is true. And this is why I have a paragraph of notes on this, and you keep rushing I, me to talk about it. Oh okay, my God. fine, let's move on. Fuck the, fuck the rest of no, the scenes. No,
0: no, 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 because the song is important. It's such a weird song to pick because she's in this mindset of like, okay he wants to reconcile, he's thinking of me, he loves me, whatever, whatever. Like, the whole conversation we have with Sookie and the hat and all this, like, things going on surrounding the hat. So for her to pick a song like this, where it's like, it's a song you sing when you're accepting that it's over and that you just want the other person to be happy and move on and there's no hard feelings. It's a weird song to pick if you're currently thinking that this person is still in love with you. Am I wrong for that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You are because guess what? <laughs> guess what?
0: What? That's the what she's h- thinking, though. No, that's what she's thinking.
1: Okay, this is what they want you to think. Oh, Luke is only wearing that hat because his old one got lost. It got. It was wedged behind the uh, behind the oven. But wait, how the fuck does a hat that he wears every fucking day on his fucking head get wedged between a fucking oven? No, he hid it there on purpose. He wedged it there on purpose because he wants to go back to wearing the blue hat. Yes. No, No. stop, stop. He wedged it there on purpose. That
0: is a reach.
1: He wears wears his hat tight on his motherfucking head every day. He never fucking takes it off. How does a hat get wedged behind an oven? Have you ever tried to stick your hand behind an oven? It's flat against the wall. For somebody to wedge something behind there has to be purposeful. I
0: genuinely do not agree with you there. I think that is such a reach. No, he did it on purpose such, because you why know, would he? But but like but the re- that's crazy though because he would if he wanted to wear the hat and choose to wear the hat if his other one is sitting right there. Why wouldn't he just wear it? She doesn't know that the ha- other hat is missing or not missing. It's she it, like I would he hit it because he
1: never wanted to see he never wanted to see it again. He why, wanted he's not to just get at it.
0: it. The other hat is, is not attached to any other person. I think it's not like we, if we saw a scene where he's like, oh yeah, I can't find my other one, then I would be like, okay, weird. But we don't see any of that. He's like genuinely just like.
1: Do you remember what Zach said though when he found it? He was like, hey, I found your other hat. It was wedged behind the thing.
0: Yeah, between the dishwasher and the oven or something. And then like he that. goes,
1: I told you it would turn up. Which means that he's been wearing it it for he's been wearing it for a while, and Zach was like, "Don't worry, it'll turn up." Which means that they've had conversations where Zach was like, "Why aren't you wearing?" Yeah, but that's different than Lorelai
0: and him having a conversation. Not that different
1: though, because Luke wasn't talking to Lorelai at that point. They just now reconciled.
0: And I, I don't think he. I think if anything, he would have just thrown the black one away.
1: I don't think so. If
0: he wanted to get, what is the point of wedging it between the appliances in the kitchen? Of your business.
1: Luke kept a horoscope that Lorelai gave him when they first met in his wallet. He is not I, a normal person. He's not a normal person. I
0: agree. But I just... This is insane things to to conceptualize here. I I, think I need he a d- confirmation. If, that's need, never going to happen.
1: <laughs> I need a confirmation from I think somebody. He,
0: I don't think he would go as far to do that. I, I think do think he, he would. Just, he is intense. I don't think he would. I think he would just throw it away.
1: Because ju- that's a definitive end to get way. rid of it. If I should say I will only be in your way, so I'll go, but I know I'll think of you every step of the way. No, this that's... song is about giving up on love and moving forward Yes, into which the is why future. it's weird
0: that she's picking it.
1: No, because she wants to move forward into a reconciliation, but she's saying she's always going to love him. Even if they just become friends, she's always going to love him. But it's
0: not a song about reconciliation. It's a song about parting ways. But in ways. the context
1: of their relationship, it kind of is. Because listen to what she's saying. She says, bittersweet memories. That's what I'm taking with me. And what happens after this song? They go back to being friends. And that's what they've been this entire season. It's like she's saying, I wish you love. See, because she's saying that she knows she's not going to be his love. If they don't get back together, he's going to move on and find another love. And she wants that for him. But she's saying she's always going to love him.
0: I get. I agree with that. I think you're crazy about the hat shit. No,
1: no, no, no. I think
0: you're bugging.
1: Did Luke wedge?
0: (laughs) No! I like, there's no fucking way. Behind
1: the oven on purpose. The way he sticks it into his back pocket with a smile instead of putting it back on.
0: That's because he's like, now he's choosing to wear the hat for a reason at the end. I don't agree. You don't have to. I think you're crazy. It just like doesn't make sense. It's so pathological.
1: Okay, here, somebody posted about it on Reddit. Thank fucking God somebody on fucking Reddit had the foresight. This was six years ago. At the end of the episode where Luke wears the blue cap again, Zach gives him a black one telling him he found it. So was the cap cap really missing? Luke has hidden it in order to have a reason to go back to the blue one. I told you! I fucking knew it. Okay, the Gilmore Guys podcast had a big conversation about it. It actually surprised me because I personally never found it confusing. He lost the hat by accident. But use that as an opportunity to go back to the old one. Demi said that wearing the blue hat again is insignificant, but I don't agree. If Luke was still upset with Lorelai, he would have bought a new one. So it was a notable gesture. I
0: agree with that. I think he lost the hat. He wasn't still mad at her. So he's like, I'll wear the blue one that she got me years ago and we'll move on. And Somebody then- said,
1: I always assumed he hid the black one on purpose. So he would have a good excuse to go back to the blue one. I totally you agree. You bitches are
0: crazy. No, we're not. We're right. I right. don't agree because the Gilmore Guys podcast even said that this that this person is mentioning in this Reddit post that I'm looking at right now too because I've also found it. I think
1: How could fat... something get wedged behind a stove? Wedged, wedged. That means it's literally stuck that behind there. That is the
0: least of our worries. No, this... it isn't. It's
1: everything because a hat no, doesn't just fall off your head, Trevor.
0: I'm I get it. No. As someone who wears a hat every day, I get it. I'm saying There's no way this man went and hit it on purpose. I think he saw it as an opportunity. Like this person is saying BFM two one one. He took it as an opportunity to wear the old one because he was like, you know what? We're friends again. We're cool. I'll wear this. It's not going to be weird. Whatever the black one. I don't know where it is, but I'll wear this. And now, and then at the end, when he's given the black one again, and he can make the conscious choice to go back to it or continue to wear the one that Lorelai gave him. He's like, no, we're cool. I, she sang that song. We're good now. Like, all all water under the bridge. I can wear this hat and like it be a nice gesture. Here's I a more genuinely... recent
1: post. I need a more recent post. Two thousand. I can't. Two thousand
0: twenty one. Insane, shit to do that to hide a hat like that.
1: You wet- that doesn't a wedge make any sense. The
0: dishwasher.
1: I always took it to be that Luke lost the hat on purpose. So he wouldn't be questioned why he was wearing the blue hat. So he stuffed it there on purpose. Now I'm wondering, did he genuinely lose it and just figure I might as well wear the blue one again because he missed it. Now he had a reason to wear it rather than he wanted to wear the blue hat. So he felt he had to lose the black one. Somebody said, my impression, I think he genuinely lost the hat, but then wore the blue one without a real meaning.
0: Oh. I'm. This one is saying the joke was that it wouldn't have occurred to Luke to wear the blue cap as a gesture of reconciliation, but Laurel, I took it that way because that's how she would have meant it. She is detail oriented and finely attuned to emotional significance, while Luke nope, is more bullshit. of a pragmatist.
1: Luke held onto the fucking horoscope she gave him when they first met. You guys I, are totally misreading Luke. He's a Scorpio. He's emotionally very the, intense. I
0: agree that, but that's why I'm saying at the end of this episode when he realizes what it actually what the hat blue wearing the blue hat means he's making the conscious decision to wear it as an act of reconciliation.
1: But rec- I think- but but no, no, but Luke, the first time Luke stops wearing the hat, he recognizes the emotional significance of not wearing it and what that signals to Lorelai, meaning it, putting it on again had to mean something. I agree.
0: I think he did it because he they were cool, because he's like, we're in a good spot. We can move on. I can wear the hat. The blue hat is a hat that is from someone who means something to me. That's why he wears it. My issue is that I do not think that he purposely hid it. So that he has a reason. Because I think he could just choose to wear it without th- 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 causing a possible <laughs> You're fire. Flabbergasted hazard. Right now. <laughs> because it's just You're crazy. I who in what fucking world would do that on purpose? This man is not going to possibly <laughs> burn his business down. Oh, my God. Because that is such a crazy fire hazard Stop, to have fabricated behind me. there.
1: Okay, we have to move on. We'll post a poll about it or some shit. No, no, no.
0: Fuck no, the poll. No, you no, people are crazy and like Kirk. We, I know I'm right.
1: We can't keep talking about this. At this point, we have to move on. It, it's been 15 minutes on the hat. We, need,
0: we should get tattoos of the blue hat.
1: I'm getting one of the blue hat, and I'm going to put um, truther. I'm going to put Luke did it on purpose, truther.
0: <laughs> You're crazy. You should get the black hat then. <laughs> you're crazy you're truly this is one of the craziest fucking things you've ever that craziest hills you've ever died on and you know it's crazy because you're fucking laughing
1: you know you sound like a crazy bitch (laughs) you're sputtering like an engine back
0: right now you have me so i'm like sweat i'm hot right now in my fucking house Oh, my God. You are so crazy. Oh, my God.
1: It's really not that much. It's really not that big oh of a deal. Oh, my
0: God. I'm like, I'm sweating. My feet are sweating. <laughs> Fuck.
1: Okay. Anyway, um,
0: Lorelai should have just told him straight to his face that she loved him.
1: This, this was pretty, pretty damn close to that. I mean, she literally repeats the lyrics like a hundred times while staring him in the eyes. She doesn't no, barely I know, look away.
0: But like, bitch, just be like, cut the bullshit
1: they're not she's i mean i think she's a taurus
0: yeah anyway it's... rory's in the next scene <laughs> rory's rory making actually scrambled cooked eggs.
1: eggs i was she shocked
0: looks, she, this is one of the most fucked up outfits she's been in i, I hate agree. this shit i like, don't knee like this outfit. Skirt, i hate this what is she wearing i don't know it's awful though um but then we get then we get the fucking reveal of where the hat was we're not talking about that anymore i we need to move on Uh, um Lorelai and Paul Anka are watching tv
1: I love Paul Anka the dog such
0: a cute dog
1: adorable um
0: Lorelai was trying
1: very hard to be nice to Logan when he shows
0: up at her house she is better than me because I would have literally burned him at the stake
1: I would have been like what are you doing here right as soon
0: as I opened the door I would have been like what are you doing?" what happened what caused this him being like a Silicon Valley like dude bro is so fitting Agreed. I hate him so much.
1: They have never once messed up Logan's character. Uh, he has always shown his (laughs) truth since day one. I I would not argue with any of the things he's done. So I'm like, yep, that's Logan.
0: They write him to the to a T every time.
1: Every single time. Everything that he does, I'm like Asshole. Completely.
0: Uh but he is there because he's he's asking for Lorelai's permission to ask Rory to marry him.
1: Lorelei's about to die.
0: And like, it's a cliffhanger.
1: It's a cliffhanger too. It's so it's weird. I forgot that that was a cliffhanger. I'm like, that's I how did it ends
0: too. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I want to keep watching. Yeah, I, I, was, like, I was like, what? what the I the fuck is happening here. Yeah, it made me feel like a little crazy. Me too. But yeah, just a weird way to end the episode. Very and weird. I will say, Lorelai is like really nice in that scene. Yeah, and she's like, look, we've had our. I had my doubts. I voiced my concerns. We ate pie. We're all set. Like I trust you. Like, she really does like give it to him straight. Like. We're cool now.
1: So what are you doing
0: here? What's up? Yeah, she, she's, she's very, she's confused.
1: Honestly, she's very cunning, though, when she asks questions, but she knows the answers. Like, for example, when he, when he she like,
0: pointedly asks. Yeah, it's like there's a purpose. She knows the purpose why she's asking these questions.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes me feel like, you know, he can kind of he's he's doing too much. Honestly, he's, he should have just came out with it.
0: From the get go, he's he's beating around the bush and he's over-explaining in a Mm -hmm. way that is suspicious, which is why she perks up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Damn, that that was a great episode. It's a
0: good episode.
1: I'm impressed that they ended on a cliffhanger this close to a season finale, this close to the
0: series finale. What the fuck is that? It's so especially because it's just like they could have had the Luke putting his hat in in his back pocket be the end of the episode. And open the next one up with Logan showing up.
1: I think they could have, but I think they were so desperate to make sure that people were super tuned for the for the finale.
0: Yeah, true. Because if you're going to watch the second to last episode, you're going to watch the last episode. So you yeah. have to make sure people come back for next week. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, it's just a weird ending.
1: Gilmore Girls series finale viewers.
0: What a fucking I- weird show. <laughs>
1: I love comparing the number of viewers to each other for finales. Like, it's one of my favorite things to Google. I never remember the numbers. I look it up every time. Um, This episode was viewed by 4.9 million viewers. The finale, the series finale. That's crazy. Whoa, what? What? I don't know what the score means, though. It got a 2.9 out of 9 Nelson rating. Is that low? 2.9 out of 9?
0: I guess Nielsen ratings. What Damn. That, that seems uh, really... Audience measurement system operated by Nielsen Media Research that seek to determine the audience size and composition of television programming in the United States. So maybe out of, like, the amount of people watching TV that night, that maybe. was the rating they got? I don't know. I've never really looked into ratings and, like... Uh, all that kind of stuff. I would like
1: to kind of learn more about it. I might might do some research about it tonight.
0: I'm also interested in it and like in a modern context, like how streaming and all of those things interact and like kind of fuck with.
1: Yeah. Um, wow. The wiki page for the series finale, which again, completely unrelated. We're not really talking about that right now, but it says here that cast members, including Kelly Bishop, Liza Weald, and, edward herman expressed their dissatisfaction with the conclusion they were not happy
0: with how it ended which makes sense as to why eventually we got an extra season
1: yeah even though the the critical acclaim for that series was sort of a mixed bag i don't really think it came
0: across this yeah people don't love the ending people don't i mean even in that reddit thread we were just reading through people did not like season seven yeah, And I mean, I don't generally love season seven. I think there are moments that I like.
1: I mean, again, I kind of like later Gilmore Girls. I, I enjoy it. Uh, yeah. But as far as the reboot goes, it was kind of mixed. Like, I liked yeah, parts of it will, and I didn't like We parts will of be
0: it. doing a, an episode on the reboot.
1: Yeah, we're doing a bonus episode on the reboot. Spoiler so stay alert. tuned for that. But thank you all for listening. That was Lorelai yes. Lorelai. Long
0: and thank you episode again. this week. A long episode. We talked her for a half hour about nonsense, but <laughs> that's why you listen.
1: That's why you listen.
0: But again, thank you so much to the lovely Aishen.
1: Please yes. follow
0: and support her. We're all going to have all of her stuff linked below. She's the best. We are so, so happy and privileged to have her amazing art as our new look and all of that. So feel yeah. f- please feel free and give her some love. Yes, and definitely. What are we gonna be talking about next week?
1: Ooh, I don't have it pulled up, so you might have to <laughs> edit this a little bit. Let me pull okay. it up now though.
0: Hang on. Oh I just mm-hmm. looked. Oh you did? I did? What is it? Uh season seven, episode one. Mm,
1: season seven episode. You're
0: you're fucking blurb about it.
1: What did I write?
0: Luke, I slept with Christopher.
1: Oh shit.
0: Uh, A fun episode for next week. I'm sure we won't get heated about this one.
1: Oh, my God. Uh. I'm going to jump off the roof of my house after watching that.
0: (laughs) So feel free to listen to that episode, season seven, episode one before next week. If you want to listen along or watch along and all that stuff. But yeah, thank you so much for listening and hanging out.
1: And let us know if you're a fellow hat truther, please. Uh, I want to know who my people like
0: are. This is like fucking your Alex Jones era. What? This is your InfoWars era of fucking conspiracy theory. Oh my god, it's not
1: a conspiracy <laughs> theory. It's the truth.
0: Oh, uh, I'm not getting into this. We have to go.
1: Okay, bye everyone. Love bye. ya. Bye.
0: <laughs> you're crazy. Oh my god, he's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? I to Angelina please. No, she died.